The Dear Pats Nation podcast is a fun escape for football fans to forget about all the stressors of the world. However, what we've seen happening in the Ukraine can't be ignored. Everybody here at DPN Fanatic Media sends our thoughts and prayers to the Ukrainian people. Like many, we condemn Vladimir Putin and his decision to declare war on a neighbor. The scenes and pictures we've seen today are heartbreaking. We send our prayers to the Russian people who have bravely stood up to a power-hungry government, to the protesters in Russia who are taking to the streets knowing the harm that they will experience because of their bravery. We're thinking of you, and we thank you. I considered canceling tonight's show, but then I remembered that we live in a free society. Canceling tonight's podcast only shows dictators like Putin who display a fake democracy that they have the power to affect the world. We will talk about football. We will have fun. Not because we don't understand the grave importance and consequences happening in Ukraine. We also know that a simple podcast will not make the change that the world needs. But what we can be for a short time is an outlet to happiness. Again, we send our thoughts and our prayers to the people of Ukraine, to the people of Russia, and we hope like the rest of the world, this will end soon, and the stain on the history of Russia and the world will end with as little loss of human life as possible. And with that, we will start the show. The Packers, Aaron Rodgers is drawing trade interest amongst his retirement decision. The Patriots are the clear favorite to land Calvin Ridley. Tom Brady is making a movie about his favorite quarterback, Tom Brady. NFL.com ranks the Bills' Josh Allen as the third best quarterback in the NFL in 2021. And can the Patriots afford to lose safety Devin McCourty? What's up, kids? My name is Ray Rowden. Welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. I am what you can call a New England Patriots super fan. And I'm always going to find a way to talk about the six-time Super Bowl champions. But I don't just chat about the Patriots. I discuss the entire NFL. And no matter what time of the year it is, I'm always here to give you your football fix. I'm also a member of the Dean Blundell Podcast Network, so head on over to DeanBlundell.com and see everything that I'm doing over there, as well as over 100 podcasts and content creators from sports, news, politics, entertainment, and more. DeanBlundell.com has everything that you're looking for. And if you're a fan of the Dear Pats Nation Podcast and you're looking for a place to get all my content all in one spot, head on over to RayRoute.com. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com. You'll find all my latest episodes of the Dear Pats Nation Podcast, plus my newest videos, blogs, merch store, and more. Go check out RayRoute.com. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com. And get all of my newest free content all in one place. And if you're looking for exclusive Dear Pats Nation content, head on over to the Patreon page. Become a loyalty club member for only $5 a month. Here's the perks you get for joining the Patreon page. You get a live video version of the Dear Pats Nation podcast. So you can watch this live, not no replays. You get direct access to me. You can send me a message and I'll guarantee that I'll answer it. 
Your comments and questions will be answered on every episode of the Dear Pass Nation podcast. Plus, every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can join the Patreon Hangout with me and all of the Loyalty Club members. So for $5 a month, you get some exclusive live videos. You get your comments and questions answered. And you get the Friday Hangout. So come check out the Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash DPN Sports. With all that being said, let's get this show started. And we're going to look at uh, some of our Patreon comments that did come in today, three of them. And the first one comes from Brian that just says, thoughts and prayers for the suffering people of Ukraine. And I did make my little statement at the top of the show. And because Brian brought it up, I'm going to talk about it outside of that. Mike and I, producer Mike and I spoke about it today and we felt it important to discuss it, to say it. For those of you who follow me on Twitter, you know that I've been vocal today about it and our thoughts and prayers really are out. And there was a lot of discussion about the possibility of us just canceling the show tonight, not having much to talk about, uh, but we decided to go forward with it because we do understand that we can be an escape for people and we want to be that escape for people. Uh, but our prayers and thoughts do go out and we will not be discussing um, Ukraine anymore even though we spent 25 minutes before the show started talking about it, obviously it's on the top of everybody's mind. It's obviously um, you, you feel for the people. We have our own concerns about what this means for, for our lives selfishly. And, you know, um, we're all in this together. So let's just stick together. Let's not let dictators win. Let's have fun. Let's talk some football. And we hope that for the next 30 to 40 minutes, um, we can be that escape for you. So thank you, everybody who's listening, watching, uh, however you're, you're bringing this in. We appreciate you. Uh, Articular Pack 6 says, when will, big, when will Bill tag or re-sign J.C. Jackson? So this is one that I, I'm not sure anymore. So I know in uh, Producer Mike's two-year plan, the Patriots are going to tag him and then work on a long-term deal. The Patriots cannot afford to just tag J.C. Jackson this year with nothing else happening. That being said, I mean, we talked about it on the show last night. We talked about the posturing from J.C. Jackson. We looked at how he is got a bit of a bitter taste in his mouth. Doesn't feel like the Patriots are taking him or thinking, taking it as the Patriots don't think he's important for the team. Uh, we've seen this story before with the Danny Amendola's and Damian Lewis's of the world. We saw how you know it ended with Malcolm Butler and Stephon Gilmore. So this isn't new for the Patriots. It's also not new for the Patriots not to start really doing a lot in free agency until free agency kicks off including with Throne. If you recall, it was like three days before free agency kicked off last year that the Patriots actually went and signed all of their guys. So when they brought it, you know, they re-signed Cam Newton and they, they, they did a concession of other players. So we'll have to see. Uh, we also know that Belichick, like he has in the past, he's let guys like Devin McCourty and Dante Hightower go test the open market and come back with a number and see if they can re-sign him. Big difference this time, though, no Tom Brady. So uh, we got to see. We got to see what's going to happen. We've we've seen the opinions on it. We know that things are um, not great, not good. Different opinions. We got to see how things work out. Alex says, "How do you feel about the Patriots just moving with what they have at the wide receiver position?" I don't feel good about that at all. 
uh, I mean, that if we go with what we have at the wide receiver position, or if they go with what they have at the wide receiver position, that means that Nikhil Harry is your fourth wide receiver. That's not ideal. Do I think the Patriots could add another number two and they'd be improved? Yeah, I do. Do I think that the Patriots could survive without a number one receiver, like a true number one? I, I really do. I do believe they could survive. I think that you can just you can scheme around that. However, with only Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, and Jacoby Myers, who is a free agent, we have to see if he's even coming back to the Patriots. I don't trust that core alone. And so I think they would have to add somebody. I do believe, though, that if the Patriots really want to compete in the AFC East against teams like the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, if they want to go up against teams like the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Colts, the Ravens, I do believe that they're going to have to bring in a true number one receiver. Clearly, what isn't going to happen is the offense is not going to run through the tight ends. That was the story that we told ourselves. It's going to be run the football, throw to Hunter Henry, throw to Johnny Smith. Maybe Joe Judge and Matt Patricia can cook something else up with the tight ends because that's who we assume uh, is going to be running the offense this year. Uh, however, I do believe the Patriots need some receiver help. I would prefer it to be a number one receiver. If they add another number two and they just have a, a, a you know, Aguilar, Bourne, Myers, and somebody else who really could all be number twos on a team, I can live with that too. But with this current group, no, I can't live with it. It's just not going to happen. Uh, so thank you to all the Patreon members. Of course, if you want to be a Patreon, if you want to send me questions, join the Patreon, patreon.com slash DPN Sports. Appreciate all you guys. Make those comments come. Don't forget, tomorrow night, Friday night, we will be live on YouTube, our only live show of the week on Friday nights. And uh, we'll try to keep it to football, and hopefully there's not a yeah, – hopefully it's a good night. Uh, with that being said, let's bring in producer Mike. How's it going, Michael? Good. What's going on, everybody? <sighs> what a day. Crazy good day, day to talk about football, Michael. Good day to just escape and talk about football. Yes, sir. And uh, here's what we're going to be talking about tonight, people. So we're going to be kicking off with our story that uh, – Aaron Rodgers is drawing trade interest amongst his retirement decision, but still coming up is how the Patriots are the clear favorite to land Calvin Ridley. And I purposely didn't lead off with that story because I want people to hang out for a little bit. Uh, Tom Brady's making a movie about his favorite quarterback himself. Really excited about that. Uh, Josh Allen, third best quarterback in the league behind Tom Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers last year. We'll have that discussion. And can the Patriots afford to lose safety Devin McCourty? But let's get into this story here. Apparently, multiple teams have contacted the Green Bay Packers and have actually put trade offers on the table for quarterback Aaron Rodgers. At this time, all the reports that are coming through, it's unclear which teams have submitted those trade proposals. We don't know who's really going after them. Teams that have been connected has obviously been the Denver Broncos, the Las Vegas Raiders, the San Francisco 49ers have all been, I guess, loosely connected over the last year. The Broncos probably the team that's been the, the most talked about and the team that I think we believe could be the ultimate destination for Rodgers. And then you look at teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Carolina Panthers, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, they're looking for quarterbacks with Tom Brady retiring. The Panthers, well, I mean, they got Cam Newton and Sam Darnold. And the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger retiring. And let's also not forget that the Packers general manager believes that this team is going to be competitive with or without Aaron Rodgers. Let's look at this full report, though. It comes from Alex Chippen of The Score. He says, quote, 
Multiple teams have trade offers on the table for Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, who will soon inform the franchise of his plans for the 2022 season, reports ESPN's Diana Rossini. It's unclear which team have submitted trade proposals for Rodgers or whether the Packers will consider moving. The Denver Broncos, Las Vegas Raiders, and San Francisco 49ers have been loosely connected to signal caller over the past year, while the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Carolina Panthers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers were amongst teams that in the quarterback market this offseason. Now, Packers general manager said Wednesday that he expects to field a competitive team in 2022 with or without Aaron Rodgers. And that made producer Mike and I laugh a lot yesterday when he said that. Now, Mike... <laughs> If Aaron Rodgers does elect to play in the 2022 season, would the Green Bay Packers consider trading him? Or would they more force him to sit out and play for the Packers? That's what I'm asking producer Mike, who has left the show. He's gone. He's done. He's finished. Here he is. Mike, if Aaron Rodgers did elect to play in the 2022 season, would the Green Bay Packers consider trading him? Or would they force him to sit out or play for the Packers that year? I think they they would just let him play. But I, I you know this whole Aaron Rodgers uh, retirement decision to me, or air quotes this decision, it, it's kind of confusing. Again, I think it's more part of him playing his hand and trying to see what kind of interest is out there, seeing what the Packers will give him. Um, you know, it it really. It really boils down to, I think he wants to get paid, which good for him. But, um, you know, the, the Packers have a choice to make. Do they, do they keep Aaron Rodgers and try to stay relevant or do they move on and, and start the rebuild, so to speak? And we've been there the last couple of years, so we know what that's like. So we did put out a, a, a fan poll, as we do every day, over on the uh, rayroute.com Twitter page at Ray route web. And we asked, I asked them the question that you asked if Aaron Rodgers does elect to play in 20, the 2022 season, would the green Bay Packers consider trading him or would they force him to sit out and play for the Packers? Michael, I voted just so everybody knows that. Yeah, they'll trade for him. That was my vote. Mike, did you vote? I did not vote actually. Okay. So the options were, yeah, they'll trade for him or Rodgers forever. A Packer. Exactly a 50-50 split, which wow. tells me that, and I would say that that's a mixture of Patriots fans, Bills fans, Colts fans, and a smattering of Packers fans. We do have some Packers fans that follow us. We know we got one from almost every fan base, but that's yep. the, the major three are Patriots, Bills, and, and Colts. And then we have a smattering of other teams, 50-50 split. So I think clearly, at least from NFL fans' perspectives, nobody knows what's going to happen this year. Nope. Like I said, he's uh, he's playing a good game right now. So let's talk a little bit about the Patriots being the favorite to trade uh, to land wide receiver Calvin Ridley. We're also going to talk about Tom Brady making a movie about himself. We're going to talk about Josh Allen being ranked the third best quarterback last year. And we're going to talk about Devin McCourty and how important he is to the New England Patriots. Now, if you look at the sports books around Las Vegas, they say that Calvin Ridley is the favorite or is favorited to land with the New England Patriots, which makes sense in the sense that the Patriots need a wide receiver. And if you look at the Patriots wide receiving core, he would clearly be the number one. 
He's better than Aguilar. He's better than Bourne. He's better than Myers. And almost everybody in the league is better than Nikhil Harry. I think that the depth chart would look something like Kendrick Bourne would be number two. Jacoby Myers at number three. With Calvin Ridley as a clear number one. And then you kind of got to make the decision what's going to happen with Nelson Aguilar. Do they keep him on the team as the number four? Do they keep him on as a stretch guy? Or do they try to move on from him? Uh, one thing it would do, though, is the Patriots offense. Obviously, the pass attack would be way more formidable uh, for Mac Jones in his second season. Here's what Chris Mason of Mass Live wrote about it. He said, quote, if Calvin Ridley is on the move this offseason, sportsbooks think he could wind up in New England. Remarkably productive during his first three seasons, Ridley would be an obvious number one in the Patriots wide receiving core. During his last full season in 2020, Ridley caught 90 passes for 1,374 yards and scored nine touchdowns on a 4-12 and team that was starved for other pass catchers. He did it despite a ton of extra attention. With Ridley in the fold, Kendrick Bourne would slot at number two wide receiver, Jacoby Myers at number three, and the Patriots passing attack would look even more formidable in Mac Jones' second season. So, Mike, it is exciting to think about the possibility of a Cal- Calvin Ridley joining the New England Patriots. It is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you about is he, isn't he, because we don't know. Let's face it. What I am gonna ask you though is how much should the Patriots be willing to give up for Calvin Ridley? Now, I'm gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you the answers, but I'm gonna tell you the selections I gave over on at Ray Route Web. The RayRoute.com Twitter page. I said a first-round pick, a Mm -hmm. second-round pick, a combination of like mid-rounders, or Mm -hmm. don't trade at all. So if you had to vote, which one would you take? How much would you be willing for the Patriots to give up? I think I would be uh, willing to give up a a future first for the Patriots. So that allows them to kind of do what they need to this year, make the moves they need to, and basically give away a first-round pick next year assuming you know with that firepower that the um draft pick would probably be a a good one and i know you've brought the brought up the idea of this right probably make it a conditional first so that way nothing can happen to him that way the patriots aren't aren't necessarily in a hole for a high draft pick if something happens excuse me yeah i'm okay with the conditional draft the conditional first round pick uh, way more than I am for Julio Jones. That was just something I was trying to give you guys last year who were on the Julio train. Yep. Let's look at what the uh, fan bases think, though. Here's what NFL fans think. We asked, what should the Patriots be willing to give up? First-round pick was actually the last. Not oh. a lot of people want to invest the first, only 10%. Uh, Second-round pick out of the park, 60% of the votes. 15% to combination of mid-rounds, and only 15% to don't trade at all. Uh, so... Patriot fans, I assume, and, and a smatter, again, a smatter of other fans, they're looking at about 60% saying that Calvin Ridley's worth a second-round draft pick. Yeah, and I mean, that's fair. I just think historically, you know, teams don't like to trade with New England, although the Falcons have made trades with us. I think I think there's going to be a bidding war for Calvin Ridley because you can dictate the terms of his next contract, basically. Um, so that's why I think it's going to get up as high as a first-round pick. Plus, I do want to. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, and I was yeah. just gonna say, like, listen, his talent's off the chart. We know he can be a number one receiver by himself. As part of my two year plan, I had the Patriots 
giving up something to get him and making the room for him. So, and I love how I gave you four options and you gave me an option that wasn't on the board. I said oh, a first, I... a second, a mid mid rounds, or don't trade at all. And you're like a conditional first. And I was just like, yeah. that's thanks, Mike. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I, this is actually the story I was looking the most forward to is yeah. Tom Brady making a movie about himself. Uh, and then following that, we're going to be talking about Josh Allen being ranked as the third best quarterback in the NFL. And can the Patriots afford to lose Devin McCourty? But let me get into this one right here because it just, you know, people are going to be like, oh, really? You're hating on Tom Brady again? Yeah, kind of am. I am on this one. I got to say. So Tom Brady has retired. Tom Brady is ready to move on. Tom Brady's ready to tackle new adventures. Tom Brady's ready to go to Hollywood because he is going to produce and appear in a football theme movie titled 80 for Brady. And it is inspired by a true story. It's about four best friends on a road trip to the Super Bowl to cheer on their idol, to cheer on their favorite quarterback. And Tom Brady hit it out of the park when he said, you know what? People want to see people cheer for me. That's right. The movie is about four fans traveling to the Super Bowl to cheer for Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. I'm sure the plot has more, but I just can't get around that. Here's what Caitlin Holroyd of The Score wrote. She said, Tom Brady is lined up for his first postseason retirement gig. The seven-time Super Bowl champion has signed on to produce and appear in a football-themed road trip comedy titled 80 for Brady. Inspired by a true story, 80 for Brady stars Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Monroe, and Sally Field as four best friends who traveled to Super Bowl 51 in 2017 to cheer on Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Brady's... Previous acting credits include appearances in Entourage and Ted 2. So not only is this movie about four people going to cheer on for Tom Brady, it also happens to be Tom Brady's greatest moment as a football player and the greatest comeback of all time. So, Mike, Tom Brady decided to produce and appear in a movie that follows four of his biggest fans traveling to watch him play football. Is it at all surprising that Brady would make a movie about people loving him? No. And I want to know if the 80 is representative of uh, Danny Amendola. Is that one of his buddies coming to visit him at the Super Bowl? <laughs> Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Listen, um, this is something you can't make up. I saw this. I chuckled. Um, if this is the kind of stuff Brady's going to be involved in post-football, good for him. Um, I hope he comes back and plays football for another year because this is, this is crazy. This is just crazy. So let me have it. Come on, comment section, Twitter. Let me have it. Ray, you're hating on Brady. Come on, guys. Come on. He's making a movie about people going to cheer for him. Is it going to be called one of those... 80? It's not even like 80 for the Patriots. It's 80 for Brady. 
It's literally about four people traveling to cheer for him and him alone. These are four people who became Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans in 2020. Here's what I asked on Twitter. I thought it was I thought it followed like the 2017 season they said, no? Well, no, Super Bowl 51 in 2017. The 2016 season was played in 2017. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Remember? Yeah. Okay. February 2017. Oh, you said Tampa Bay fans. That, that's why. No, no, that's what I said. I said these they became Tampa Bay fans in 2020. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> these okay. are New England Bay. These are Brady fans that became Tampa Bay fans in 2020. Yeah. yeah so because yeah. so he's basically saying they weren't there to cheer on the Patriots. They were there to cheer on me. How do you think so, he's going to make Belichick look? Who's going to play Belichick? Oh, I can't wait for that. <laughs> so I asked Twitter at RayRouteWeb. That's the RayRoute.com Twitter page. Mm-hmm. I asked the same exact question. I said, so Tom Brady has decided to produce and appear in a movie that follows four of his biggest fans traveling to watch him play football. Is this at all surprising that Brady would make a movie about people loving him? The two options I gave was not surprising and, oh, my God, leave the goat alone. I elected not surprising. I was not in the majority at 41.2%. 58.8% of people told me to leave the goat alone. So almost 60% of the NFL fan base is still saying, don't hate on Tom Brady. If he wants to make a movie about him, and people cheering for him, then by God, you better let him. Just a hater, Ray. That's all you are. I'm drinking that hater, What can I say? Anyways, is fun Gronk story. Gonna play himself. Gronk's gonna play himself. You know he is. Oh yeah, and I bet you Jules will be in it too. Yeah. Watch is gonna be the entire team minus Bill Belichick, <laughs> and they're gonna make like Bill Belichick like a 23 year old like stud that looks like Sean McVay. Oh, I thought they. I I figured Kevin James would do it as long as he's doing. Oh, it. fantastic! <laughs> Maybe it'll just be like a cutback to Kevin James. <laughs> Hate all you want, people. This is the dumbest idea. They're not dumbest. It's actually probably going to be an okay movie. But this is again. We talked about this the other night. What was more important to Tom Brady, football or his legacy? This movie right here, legacy. See, yep. All right, we're going to talk about how the NFL.com ranked the uh, Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen as the third best quarterback in the NFL in 2021, and then we're going to finish off with uh, whether or not the Patriots can afford to lose safety Devin McCourty in this offseason. And I'm not set to go here, so give me a second. Here we go. Yep. (laughs) There we go. Uh, So, look. The Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen had an absolutely fantastic season last year. Had some ups, had some downs, but overall looked great. And he was uh, ranked and slotted in as the third best quarterback uh, in that 2021 season. And looks like uh, probably the they still have him ranked like the third best quarterback going into 2022. One of the things that was mentioned was that Allen's highs during the season were much higher than everybody else. And I think we can agree with that because when the Bills were good, they were good. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to agree with Greg Rosenthal, who says he's going to go to his grave that the Bills would have won the Super Bowl if they would have won the coin toss. And I do agree. I think they would have beat Cincinnati, and I think they would have beat the Rams. I think the Bills were that good. Uh, They just happened to run into a good Chiefs team that night, but I think they were the better team. And I still think that the Buffalo Bills, on their highs, were the best team in the NFL last season. Um, Here's the thing. The only two players ahead of Allen, clearly Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, MVP, kind of got to put him number one. Number two, Tom Brady. And I, hmm. 
interested to see how people feel about that. But here's what Nick Swadston of Bills Wire wrote. He said, Buffalo Bills quarterback Josh Allen slotted in at a very nice spot on a list from NFL.com. Here's the breakdown via analyst Greg Rosenthal. I will go to my grave believing the 2021 Bills would have won the Super Bowl if they'd won the coin toss in Kansas City. That's mostly because Josh Allen was playing quarterback at a level in those two playoff games I've never seen before. Combine those outings with the Week 14 comeback effort against the Bucs and his Week 16 destruction of the Patriots, and it's clear that Allen's highs this season were higher than anyone else's. Backing up his breakout 2020 season in this fashion was incredibly impressive. The only two players ahead of Allen are the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, plus now retired Tom Brady. Hmm. So they ranked them third behind Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Do you agree with that ranking? Is it too high, too low? Should it be number two? Should it be number one? Should it be number 10? Do you agree with the ranking of where they have Josh Allen? I'm just surprised they put Tom Brady as high as they did, honestly. Uh, listen, I know Pat Mahomes had a had a down season, but I'm honestly surprised they didn't put him over it. Um, Josh Allen just for consistency here. Um, they did get further. Listen, I do agree with you. I think if they win the coin toss, uh, the Bills probably win that game, but uh, they didn't. They didn't, and I understand they lost to Cincinnati. There were some problems in that, that game, but I guess I would probably have it ranked more like uh, probably Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, and then maybe Josh Allen. So I guess he would be in the same place. I'm, I'm maybe I would put Tom Brady in front of Josh Allen actually. So I'd probably have him fourth. So I'd have him move down down one spot, if that makes sense. Yep. Um, so I put it out on our Twitter page to see what people thought. I said, you know, basically, do you agree with the ranking? And I gave three options. Yep, spot on, too high, or too low. Yep. I'll tell you where I voted. I voted too low because I, was it three weeks ago, I declared Josh Allen the best quarterback in the NFL. You did, yep. You don't have to agree with me on that, but so I can't say it was spot on at number three when I said he's the best quarterback in the NFL. And I think his playoff, yes, Aaron Rodgers – was the MVP because of the consistency consistency throughout the whole season? Can't Absolutely. argue. It. Yep. However, what we saw from week from the second half of week fifteen and on, or maybe fourteen when they came back against the 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 Tampa or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and tied it up, yep. what we saw from that week and on going into the playoffs was Josh Allen playing the best football in the NFL, and I expect him to carry that on. So I had that too low. I probably would have ranked him number one. Um, however, here's what the rest of the here's what everybody thought. Forty point eight percent said yep, spot on. So that was the highest vote. So over forty percent or forty just about forty percent of the fans who uh, replied to the the poll on at Rayroute Web, uh, believe it is. I, I'm going to assume that's the Buffalo Bills fans. We got a yeah. lot of Buffalo Bills fans. Thirty eight point eight percent said too high. And 20.4% said too low. So I'm obviously in the minority here. Not a lot of people agree with me. Uh, more people agree with you that he's possibly too high. And 40% of them don't agree with us at all. They believe that he was spot on third best in the NFL. Yeah, listen, I don't I don't see why he would be any lower. I think that's unfair. You know, if you go through all the quarterbacks. Really well, you put him lower. You put him fourth. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying I, I wouldn't put him significantly lower. Okay. Sorry. And, and to me, to me, it's it's subjective, right? Like. I might put Brady somewhere else. I might not. I 
see it's hard for me because obviously like I try to put my bias aside with Tom and I know he, he had an argument for MVP this year, but I also think he was throwing the ball a lot on purpose for record's sake. So that, that kind of skews it for me. Um, I guess you could make an argument now that I think about it, that uh, Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen were about as consistent or inconsistent as each other. So do, do I think Josh Allen was more impressive at times throughout the season? Yes. So, Again, there's there's some fluctuations, you know, that could take place there. I think where I put Josh Allen ahead of Mahomes and Chiefs fans just relax. Um, <laughs> but I think where I put Josh Allen's ahead of uh, Allen ahead of Mahomes is Josh Allen's best was better than Patrick Mahomes' best. And I'm going to say that Josh Allen's best this year has been better than any of Patrick Mahomes' bests. That's not saying he's a bad quarterback. That's not saying he's a bad quarterback, but I think that Josh Allen at his best, there's nobody in the NFL that touches him, and that's why I have him ahead. That's why I have him at number one. Now, if Josh Allen – I'm going to tell you right now, and write this down, Mike, because I need to be held accountable to this, okay? Pen pen in hand. If Josh Allen plays as inconsistent – as he did this season next year, and I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because he was very consistent in 2020. If Mm -hmm. he plays inconsistent in 2022, I will have to take him off the throne and I will probably drop him out of my top 10. That's fair. I I will say that he is a very talented quarterback but cannot be a top 10 to me because you can't win a Super Bowl playing inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair, and there there is a potential for that, right? I mean, there's a potential for that for any quarterback, but we've seen him be kind of inconsistent now for two years in a row. So if we see it for a third, then then it's more of a pattern, right? So, and we're gonna get into this story here, which is can the Patriots afford to lose safety Devin McCourty? And following that is nothing. We can finally get out of here, and we can all start talking about politics again. Yay! Yay. Ooh, politics! We all voting for. No, okay, let's get into this story. <laughs> the New England Patriots have a lot of people they need to resign. Obviously, their star cornerback J.C. Jackson is heading into free agency. He's probably one of the number one priorities for New England this season to have to try to resign. They also got to do it with very little money. I was very surprised to see a dollar today. They have about eight million dollars to spend, which is a uh, ooh, not a lot. So that has to make me wonder, where does safety Devin McCourty sit on that priority list? Here's the thing. Henry McKenna came out today. We're going to get into everything he said here in a second. But he said that he has little doubt that Devin McCourty will draw a lot of interest from around the league, mainly because he's a veteran, mainly because he can still ball. And even though he may have lost a quarter, half a step last season, he's still probably one of the top 15 safeties in the NFL. And when you go on to a team that's loaded and ready to make a run for the Super Bowl, man, they could do that. Here's the thing. New England, they don't look like Super Bowl contenders heading into free agency. And I think as a Patriots fan, I'm okay saying that. And I think that a lot of Patriots fans who aren't delusional would agree with me. That being the case, Devin McCourty may be looking elsewhere, even if the Patriots wanted to bring him back. However, let me write or read to you what Henry McKenna of Patriots Wire wrote. He said, quote, the Patriots are in a tough salary cap situation with just about $8 million to spend. They have star cornerback J.C. Jackson slated to enter free agency, too. It's a tricky situation. It's possible and maybe even likely. New England has to say goodbye to a number of top players. Will McCourty be one of them? Now, I have little doubt that McCourty will draw interest from around the league. 
The New England Patriots may not look like Super Bowl contenders heading into free agency, but the Tennessee Titans will look mighty good to McCourty, who may have interest in helping Mike Vrabel get a ring. Uh, should the Patriots try to re-sign him? Absolutely. But there's one condition. They'll need more money. New England has not begun to clear any salary cap space, whether they're going to try to extend Jackson or any of their free agents. So it's hard to say at this point how much money Bill Belichick is going to invest into the 2022 free agency class. So clearly, Mike, this is going to be a huge decision for Bill Belichick. Devin McCourty been with the team since 2010, been a safety or been a captain, I think, since 2012. Uh, One of those leaders in the locker room. Uh, We don't know what's going to happen with Matthew Slater. We're all pretty sure that Dante Hightower is going. That's three captains gone this season. That's three long-term captains gone. So I think more from less, I guess, no, let's call from both, both a talent and a leadership perspective. Can the Patriots afford to lose Devin McCourty this year? I think it would be tough. Listen, the Patriots are going to have some issues in that secondary, especially if they don't sign J.C. Jackson. Like you said, you're losing Hightower, who was a good chunk of your leadership um, for a long time. And you may be losing Matthew Slater at the same time. Do I think the leadership could adapt and is ready to change? Yes. But um, listen, it's just hard. You brought up the money. The money is a huge issue this year. But the one thing kind of working for and against the Patriots is they have three um, void years for Devin McCourty that they could look to renegotiate with him to keep him playing there. So it all depends. It all depends on what the Patriots want to do. If they want to get younger, if he wants to move on, again, we can't blame him for that. The Patriots don't necessarily look like they're poised for a Super Bowl. Either way, the Patriots need to start making moves uh, to to have some money be available to them that's that's the issue here yeah so we did put this out on the obviously every the five stories we cover we always put out the poll over on ray at ray route web you love how i can just pitch it every time right yep <laughs> um so i asked the same question can they afford to lose devin mccourty i gave two two options yeah he's done so yep or no bring him back i did vote no bring him back because the leadership scares me Yep. It's, I, I still think he's good enough to go. I think he's good enough to ball, but the leadership that we're that the Patriots are going to lose scares me. That's why I, I said it. I don't believe a lot of people think my way. I think a lot of Patriot fans live in two different things. They live in delusional land where the Patriots are going to sign Allen Robinson and trade for Calvin Ridley. They're going to trade Nelson Aguilar, and someone's just going to assume his contract. They're going to trade John U. Smith. Someone's just going to assume thing. his yep. contract. And then, of course, we're going to bring that. And then, so that's the delusional part. And then I believe there's the Patriot fans who live in nostalgia. There's people who are like, no, you have to bring Hightower back. Hightower is the reason that, that we won Super Bowl 51. You got to bring McCourty back. He's the reason we won 51 and 53. You know, they live in nostalgia land. I don't right. live in nostalgia land. I don't live in delusional land. Uh, I live in pessimistic land. You live Me in too. Be, no. You don't. You live beyond pessimistic land. You live in sort of that like that angry Patriots fan land. Um, no. So when <laughs> I vote for him, no, bring him back. It's all about the leadership, not the nostalgia. Sixty-five point eight percent of fans voted no, bring him back. So there's a lot of Patriot fans who are begging for Belichick to bring McCourty back to this team this year. 
Yeah, listen, it's it's tough. I've done a lot of playing around with these cap numbers. Either way you stretch it, and again, I'll make it more about the money because I think that's more of what it is. I think they would love to have him. I just think it's a matter of incentivizing him to return, and it's always tough. Devin McCourty always wants what I'll call fair pay. He's never taken a huge hometown discount. Um, they're going to have to do something, and if they re-sign him, they're going to be kicking a bunch of money down the road. So it's only going to hurt more and more as the years go on if they keep doing this. So in that sense, to the nostalgia land people, sorry, I don't want to be paying $7 million for the next two years to keep Devin McCourty around for a season. And, uh, Mike, with that being said, do you hear it? Good night, everybody. That's the good night. Thank you, Michael. See ya. That's about it for the Dear Pat's Nation podcast. And just as I was turning on the music, I saw a tweet pop up that was all about this crazy Ukraine part. But guys, I'm done. So I'm going to, you can go back to worrying again. The distraction is over. Tune in tomorrow night, though. Let's be, or not tomorrow night, whatever. Tune in tomorrow. Download the podcast tomorrow. We'll be a, I'll be a distraction again. Thanks for tuning in today, though. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at RayRouteWeb. Stay up to date with all our new content pre-released and reply to the polls, retweet us, talk to Mike, because you're not talking to me on Twitter. Talk to Mike. If you want to talk to me on Twitter, follow me at DPN underscore Ray. That's where you can find me. And if you want to yell at producer Mike about his two-year plan, go to at MN underscore off topic. Uh, listen, we've got all your Patriots NFL content covered here. Why wouldn't you want to tune in daily? Why wouldn't you want to follow us on Twitter? You know what else you should do? You should look at, uh, at the Dean Bundell Podcast Network because I am a member of said Dean Blundell Podcast Network. Head on over to DeanBlundell.com and see everything that I'm doing over there as well as over a hundred podcasts and content creators from sports, news, politics, entertainment, and more. DeanBlundell.com has everything that you're looking for. Uh, and if you're a fan of the Dear Pat Station podcast and you're looking for a place to get all of my content, head on over to RayRoute.com. That is R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com. Uh, you'll find all the latest episodes of the Dear Pat Station podcast, plus my newest videos, blogs, merch store, and more. Go check out RayRoute.com. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H.com and get all of my newest free content all in one place. And if you're looking for some exclusive Dear Pass Nation content, head on over to the Patreon page and become a loyalty club member for only $5 a month. Here's the perks for joining the Patreon page. You get the live video version of the Dear Pass Nation podcast. Watch it live at 8.30ish every night. It's 8.30ish because... As you all know, I've had to take a break from scheduled live shows. I've got family stuff going on, uh, wars in Ukraine. There's just things that are taking up our attention right now. Um, so we can't commit to a live show. We try to go live at 830 for the Patreon, but it's 830-ish. Uh, you get direct access to me. Send me a message. And I guarantee that I'll answer you. Your comments and questions will be answered on every episode of the Dear Passage Podcast Plus every Friday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can join the Patreon Hangout with me and all of the Loyalty Club members. So for five bucks, you get the exclusive live stream. So the only people who can watch it live are Patreon members. You get your comments and questions answered and you get the Friday Hangout. So come check out the Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Sports. I do want to make one mention of something before I go. 
y'all see that? No, if you're listening to the podcast, you don't. But I am pointing to the trophy that came in today, which is the big newsbreak emblem. And on it, it says, Ray Route 2021 Top Video Contributor. They're really making it look like the YouTube button. I love it because my it's my it's my newsbreak button. I want to send out a special thank you to producer Mike for all the support that he has given me uh, on this show. Uh, not just for kind of coming in and, and sort of being my sidekick when Connor left, but I got shit going on in my life. Let's just say that way. Uh, with and 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 it's it's a very worse where I'm worried in my life right now, and that's why I had to cut out a lot of things. And you know, he I said to him, dude, I I, I want to do it around eight thirty. I don't know when I'm going to be able to do it and, and whatever. And he was like, fuck it, man. And he's like, we'll do it when we can do it. And he's just always been supportive that way. So I appreciate you, Mike, for that. And that trophy is just as much mine as it is mine. And yes, I didn't make a mistake. I said that on purpose. <laughs> I love them. Um, I also want to thank Lawrence, Connor, Mario. Uh, big supporters here. They've both offered. They've all sent out their love and support. And um, Mario checks in with me every couple of days to make sure things are okay. And I appreciate that as well. All right. That's it for the sappiness. That's it for the pitches. That's it for the content. I'm sorry. And listen, we do appreciate everyone who listens from all over the world. And we hope that we brought a little bit of joy and happiness tonight. That's what we want to do people who listen to us love football and because you love football we know that football makes you happy and we hope that we made you happy because that's what people need right now again our prayers go out to the people of the ukraine our prayers go out to the russian citizens and soldiers who don't believe in putin's war and never forget no matter who you are no matter what's going on in your life and no matter what's going on in the entire world, you're legit, kid. Hey listeners, I'm Christy and I'm Melissa and this is Buried Motives where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back and that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. Hi, I'm 
Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.